Welcome back to Look Who's Talking. You picks are hot, the Cowboys are not. Jalen Ramsey's a Ram, and Tom's still the man. From coast to coast, here we go. Freestyle. Rock the microphone. Straight from the top of my dome. Welcome back to Look Who's Talking, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving, wherever you spent it. Gobble, 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 turkey stuffing and cranberry sauce. Uh, from coast to coast, here up in Canada, it's your favorite NFL podcast. We're happy to have you. Brought to you by Huck Media, the biggest, baddest corporation on earth. Everyone's got mustaches, even the ladies. And uh, just, anyway, thanks for joining us. Crazy weekend in the NFL. We're going to get uh, to that in a minute. Uh, I'm talking to you from the other side of the country. And back home in Centennial Studios, I got the ever weirder, ever wearing more teeth. Uh, Michael, how you doing, brother? All is well on the east side, bro. Yeah. Do we have uh, Do we have the dog in the studio? You know, the, the dog's been lucky for me. Ever since Willow was in the studio, Hugh picks are 16 and 3. There we go. You finally didn't bury the lead, Hugh. You had to drive across the largest country in the friggin' world. That was crazy. To take some credit, bro. 16 and 3, bro. That's some John Anthony shit right there, bro. It's it's going really well. You are the fucking hottest handicapper on the fucking continent right now, bro. It's going really well. We hope you guys are capitalizing. Kent, congratulations to Look Who's Talker. Phil Nolan, how you doing? Fire it up for you, bud. Steph, oh, man, if it wasn't for those Rams, the guy would be having a great day. Still having a good day. Good days are better than bad days. Always remember that. Don't get greedy. Uh, yeah, by the way, if you don't know, I drove across the country by myself. Uh, from Well, not across the whole country, but from Toronto. Eventually, the Kamloops, BC, arrived about two and a half days later than planned. It was not my fault. Actually, I did pretty good. Uh, you might have heard. I was Huck Media. You might have heard. By the way, follow us on Instagram, at Hughes Talking, and rate, review, subscribe, and keep sharing on Facebook because we love you, and we need you, and we love you. But, uh, yeah, your host literally felt – I did something that felt like uh, the Fellowship of the Ring. <laughs> I was on an adventure, man. Drove up to Thunder Bay, my buddy Lyndon's place. Uh, Lyndon and Landwin, Let, Landon Letwin, a couple of the best barefooters in, uh, in Canada. And they got a beauty house up in Thunder Bay. The, the drive in October to Thunder Bay on a nice day is friggin' gorgeous. It was hard to focus. Yeah, it was so nice, man. Ontario is beautiful. And I only say that because I absolutely hate Manitoba. <laughs> uh, it was awful. I got stuck in a winter storm and literally stuck. Like, you know, some people say they're stuck sometimes. Like, I was stuck. All the yeah. highways out of the city were closed the day I was supposed to keep driving to Calgary. There, I was stuck. I was making national headlines. The Trans-Canada stalled 3,000 trucks. You didn't see it, but they had drone footage running to the border. Almost 3,000 trucks stalled. I FaceTimed you because I was worried about you, little buddy. <laughs> I'm all over. You know, In addition to my traffic skills, uh, I keep a lean eye on the weather. Shout out Harris, the uh, hitman weather guru. Yeah. But some of that rubs off, and I was following that storm. Dude, and you it was, fucking uh, were into the teeth of it, bro. Well, it, it was also just, it was in October. Like, it just came out of nowhere. Like, it went from being early fall to the middle of February in about an hour. And I drove to my buddy Brody. Uh, well, it's like he hooked me up with his buddy, who's from Petersfield, Manitoba. Okay. 
And he's like, yeah, yeah, come stay in my house. No big deal. Like, I'm like, oh, you know, I'm kind of actually down for a couple drinks tonight. Like, I've been driving for like, you know, 18 hours at this point. Uh, I'm down for a couple drinks. He's like, yeah, yeah, perfect. We need someone for our pool team. I'm like, oh, like swimming? He's like, no, no, like, you know, pool, the bar. I'm like, oh, of course. You know, I'm an idiot. <laughs> anyway, he's like, uh, I'm like, where, where should I meet you? He's like, the Petersfield Motor Inn. I'm like, oh, yeah? All right, so what's the address? I'll punch it into Google Maps. He's like, punch in Petersfield. And it's the only building in town. <laughs> <laughs> and the snowstorm started. It's about 40 minutes north of, Man of Winnipeg, you know, which isn't like the biggest city by itself. So 40 minutes north, it's like nothing. Uh, but I get to this beauty bar. It's exactly what you think it is. You know, a couple pokey machines, a wing night special, 17 TVs all playing the Jets game, and uh, like 350 Coors Banquets. It was great. Uh, speaking of beer, uh, we're having, during this podcast, I'm having a nice uh, IPA from the Red Collar Brewing Company. How you doing? Huck, I thought you'd like that. We'll do a beer shout out of the week. Uh, hey, you know, we're... We're not regulated. We can all have one. Huck, what's your favorite beer in the world? We were down in Cayman Island. Huck fell in love with a beer. And it had the just manliest name in the world. And I'm like, Huck, you're just drinking this because it's got the manliest name for a beer in the world. And he's like, no, nah, man. It's really good. And I think I half drank about 65 of them. <laughs> what, what was it called, Huck? Well, Iron Shore. Yeah. <laughs> also a delicious beer and a delicious name. There you go. What's your favorite Canadian beer that look who's talking to go get in in the in the beer store right now? Because Hucks Hucks he knows his beer. Uh that Sparkhouse the Sparkhouse Red Ale from Lake of Bays. There you go. Lake of Bays. Sparkhouse. Steve, Steve Eiserman showed me that one. In now. Look at Huck's name. Stevie, why? Is he a fan of the show? Taught him how to flyboard, no joke. Really did. Uh, absolutely. Stoke a flyboard taught him how to fly. And of course, because he's like probably maybe the most well-bred Canadian in history. Um, he crushed it. <laughs> uh, anyway, but you made it safe. You're in Kamloops. You made it. I was stuck in Winnipeg. It's supposed to be one day. Woke up the next day. They, they literally got like 25 centimeters of snow. Woke up the next day. Everything said that, that it was opening up. Went to the highway, like Highway 1, to like drive across the country. And I was in line with like 3,000 other truckers waiting for the gate to Western Canada to open. It was hilarious. There was a little diner off the road. I went in there and had lunch. I was in my car for like three hours waiting on the highway. I was doing, I got out, did some jumping jacks. It was a real weird mic moment. I thought you'd like that. And didn't I smell that weird mic? Because I FaceTimed you live from Skip's wedding. Yeah. And a trucker. Congrats, Congre Skip. There you go. Bud. Yo, big congrats. Yo, that plus one bail, Hugh. Hold on to her. Oh. like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a lot of look who's talker at that wedding. You guys had a great wedding season, and this one was awesome. Uh, start to finish, and yeah. we, we FaceTimed you live yeah. on that closed highway, man. Incredible. Right. Right as a trucker came up and told me that there were power lines down about an hour away. It was classic weird Mike rumor gossip rather than finding out on Twitter or Instagram. I thought and of you. This was it true? Of course it was. But you of know what? Of course it was Do you true. know how I proved it was true? I went to their, their little city on Instagram and saw that like 10 people had posted pictures of this. So, you know, people, when you get into, to, you know, little tiffs with weird Mike, remember that. I called Jeff, and in that 30 seconds that I called him, he got the news that he needed about what was actually happening. 
Yeah, yeah, but he told me to turn around. I was like, no, nah, dude, I'm waiting. I've been waiting all day. An hour later, they open up the highway, and I start ripping, okay? I am ripping. I got a mission. I'm getting the calorie. I'm an idiot. It's like 13 hours, and like I got to get out of winter still, which was still three hours away. I had to get past Brandon. Anyway, long story short, I the next day, I stayed at some crazy-ass motel just outside of Regina. I think I could hear hookers on the other side of the wall arguing in some sort of native. And... <laughs> Planning on killing somebody. I'm Scott. It wasn't me, but like you know, uh, I hope that guy made it because they sounded like they had a diabolical plan. There's a lot of f bombs and glue involved. <laughs> Sounds like you could have been some collateral damage, bro. Oh man, yeah. I texted Brooke. I'm like, hey, I'm at the Motel Five, about 100 clicks out of Regina. Like, if this is how I go down, the roads were really icy, man. I had been driving for, I'd been in my car for like 11 hours that day, five hours just waiting because another truck had flipped over. The guy seemed all right. Anyway. Yo, so yeah. you weren't the only person that yeah. sat down for 11 hours on Sunday. A day later, I thought I was four hours away from Kamloops. I was like, I'm going to make this. I just got to drive through the mountains. I get past Banff. Great weather. Just like all day. Dude, I ripped through Alberta. I ripped through Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan's nicer than you think, by the way. Uh, anyway, and then I'm getting past Lake Louise, and everything's fine. But two clicks past Lake Louise, I'm right in the mountains now in the Rockies. A white squall of snow just starts coming down. I've been driving for like 11 hours. I've just had one of those five-hour energies, which work, by the way, but not with like effectiveness, just with the inability to sleep. As I found out about one hour later, when I had, or half an hour later, when I had to pull over and park for the night because I was getting dumped with crazy ice snow and I, I couldn't continue. Literally, I started sliding out like down a mountain and, and like, and I pulled over at some little scenic spot to like watch these spiral train caves at the top of yoho national park about 10 clicks outside of lake louise and i parked there i'm like i can't continue i'm done and but now i've just had that five hour energy so i'm screwed it's like night and 10 at night and i cannot sleep and i can't move and how much got, gas is in your tank it doesn't matter man i had so many blankets i was all right so i just turned the car off and I listened to this podcast called Destroyer of Worlds. If you're into history or geopolitics as much as me, you'd love this. It's four hours long, but the nuclear age. Thanks, T. West. It was awesome. Eventually, woke up to the plow guy being like, what the fuck are you doing here? And I'm like, sorry, bro. Like, What do you want me to do? He's like, there's a town called Field about 10 kilometers down that mountain. By the way, the weather's not that bad down the mountain. I'm like, yeah, dude, I'm not moving. And he's like, yeah, the roads are awful. I wouldn't, you know, if you want to just. What are you going to do? I'm like, I'm going to go wherever you tell me to go in this parking lot to not get plowed, but I ain't moving. He's like, all right, go over there. I'm like, by the way, where are we? He's like, you're at the highest point of the Trans-Canada Highway right now. I'm like, yeah, because there's only one to two centimeters that's showing like on radar right now. He's like, yeah, yeah, you're like 5,000 feet up, bro. What are you like? You know, or however far, you, what are you doing up here? <laughs> so crazy. Who sleeps at the top of a mountain? Literally, and so no joke, I woke up about three hours later because I told him I was going back to sleep. Woke up like 6.45 in the morning. I, I drive seven minutes down this mountain and it's spring. It was like finding the Great Valley in Land Before Time. Anyway, <laughs> I ripped to Kamloops, no problem. Anyway. Yo, your, way, your journey the drive, started. The drive, your was, the drive was sweet because I was listening to Hugh Picks do another five in one week. Boys, we're hot as hell. Mike, you even got yours. What are you doing? What, do you, what am I doing? I'm winning money and winning picks, bro. There you go. And I'm fucking surviving. That's what a big Ange is doing. Angel 247, Weird Mike, you we, name the... 
Who's you taking your retroactive survivor helper pick that you're going to give everybody? I uh, rode dirty on a rare Thursday nighter set New England Patriots who have begun to wobble. And I'm glad I took them when I did. And the pool lost another 20 persons. People. We've talked about this. We are down to 59 email addresses for all I give a shit. There you go. 59 people separating me. Correction. There's 58 because I have two entries. Yeah. Uh, separating me from 85,000 and the best Tuesday night in the history of Look Who's Talking. There you go. Uh, all right, man. Crazy stuff happened. You see the Lions get screwed? Like, what are you going to do? Yeah, it was a screw job. Two hands to the face penalties that were not in the face. I mean, shit, we can't review them. What are you going to do? But uh, we were right on the Lions keeping it close. Should have won the game because the Lions are roaring, man. They're a good team. And that line was skewed because everybody thought Dallas was better than Detroit. So if the if you have the Packers can beat up on Dallas in Dallas, then they should be able to beat up on Detroit and Detroit. But Detroit coming off a bye, uh, we saw that coming. And we're glad a couple people capitalized. Yeah. I, I think uh, Detroit isn't as good as we think. They got screwed, no doubt. But they really only beat the Chargers, who aren't turning into a good team. And uh, one other team. Plus, they got the tight Arizona. They lost to the only two good teams they played, Green Bay and KC. So are they as good? Sure, they're fighting hard. And they got screwed. But I think the roar may have peaked. And they're going to they're gonna stumble down the stretch. It's a tough loss. It's a tough loss. One of those that you like, it's just one of those. We've all been on teams like that. You got it. You want those losses like that or they're hard to overcome quickly. Like you, you're you're on the up and up. You beat the team that like, you know, you, you that you're needing to beat. You're up by nine in the fourth quarter and you literally just get screwed. It's it's hard. We're going to talk about this a bit later, but some screw jobs make the pressure go from wanting to win to needing to win. And that's really important in football and in life. And that's a little teaser for Truth of the Week, baby. Uh, okay. Ryan Fitzpatrick almost screwed Miami out of uh, the first overall pick with a crazy comeback and a nice backdoor cover for your man Hugh pick. Uh, so Rosen's here. starting. Rosen's starting, though. Rosen's starting, yeah, yeah. But Fitzpatrick, uh, you know, led that last touchdown drive. Uh, is Miami onto something? Uh, hear me out. They use multiple quarterbacks in the game. I love like, how you said hear start- me out. I love how you said hear me out after Miami's onto something. <laughs> Keep going though. Keep going. Quarterbacks are like starting pitchers. You have one that does, you know, one thing best. Um, and you know, a relief comer, you know, he comes in a couple drives in the third when you know you don't need that pick. Or, you know, you need the home run ball, so he comes in late on the two minutes. You know, like different quarterbacks with different specialties. I'm not saying it's not a unique idea. And I like unique ideas. Like like I've said, the multiple quarterback formation is, I think, what's coming in the future. However, do you think this is a good idea? <laughs> it's an do, idea. Do you, do you want a relief quarterback and a starting quarterback? And based on absolutely no Super Bowls ever being won like this? Uh, we're talking deep evolution. You know, look who's talkers. We're in it for the long run, folks. Season three is going to turn into season 13 ASAP. So, you know, you got your prophecies that are starting to come a year or two. They call me weird. Mike, maybe mine take half a decade or a generation to filter through. 
I think if you're trying to lose games consistently, it's a great, great practice. Hey, let's have two quarterbacks. Everyone at practice is just like, oh, I get it. We're tanking. Speaking of tanking, there's a lot of stupid people on Twitter. This isn't like news or anything, but uh, they're not all tanking. Like the entire Miami Dolphins organization is not tanking. Players don't tank. I heard Joy say this on like the herd and she's right. And you should sort of know this already. Like they cannot try their hardest. You know, they might go a little bit, not quite extra to like get hurt or slash. They won't play hurt or hurt at all. Maybe even, you know, fake an injury. But when you're on the field to better their own pockets and their own careers, they're all going to be trying to score touchdowns and trying to not get beat for touchdowns. It's good for players Careers and pockets do not tank whatsoever. You think Josh Rosen wants them to get the first pick? That just happened to him. He could get double Rosen. You know, a third draft day. Yeah, for with Josh? some teams now tra- trading a fourth round pick for him. Two years from now, New England might turn this guy into the next one, but I don't think he has it. He just doesn't. He's not really showing it. Uh, well, either way, play. Players don't tank. It doesn't mean the Miami organization isn't hoping they sort of lose every game, but the players aren't tanking. So be smart when you're talking with the Dolphins. Don't be an idiot, okay? Well, I think we uh, all know they're going to win two games. Two, three games, right? Like, I don't, I don't think they're actually going to go winless. And well, that we was know that... Worst, that was the worst two-point attempt I've seen in a long time. Don't you the think? Guy, like the, the guy dropped it, so it looked way worse. Like, I know. I know. They never developed, so... But, you know, ipso facto, blah, blah, blah. The... <laughs> The Dolphins don't have the underlying desire to make that play. And over the course of a football game, a third down, a block kick, uh, you know, anything to make a play win a game. Yeah, I hear you. They, they don't have that. And, and that's not – that is tanking in the NF, NFL's version. Sure, everybody has to go full speed or people get hurt. No one's debating that. No one's accusing them of that. But, you know, if you don't have that extra oomph on that one third down or that one crucial play, then you don't win the game. And, and to in an NFL standpoint, that is tanking. I hear you. I hear you. Uh, but they're going to fuck some survivors. And, like, well, just, like, the players aren't going to, like, collectively, like, go out and lose the game. Like, in the NBA, you don't start your starters. Like, you got, like, two or three stars in your team. If they don't play, you're tanking. Like, you can't do that in the NFL. It's a 53-man roster. So just be more intelligent when you're talking about stuff like that, folks, because you won't sound like an idiot to people at work. And more importantly, you'll be the one correcting them. Uh, I know some of you love that, Lee. You love correcting people, bud. Uh, Okay, trade Jalen Ramsey to the Rams. What does this mean for the Rams? What does this mean for the Jaguars? Because the Jaguars, uh, they get two two first-round picks out of it, but he's a rock star corner. If you were just a better city... You would just have this guy forever. That's literally what it comes down to. I think literally Deion Sanders looked at Jalen Ramsey. He was like, bro, they, look, you could you, you got to be an asshole for like two months. No one will remember when you're winning Super Bowl somewhere seven months from now or, you know, a year from now. You know, Deion's like, look, look how talented you are. Look how much you look how much swagger you got. Look, you know, you're meant for a bigger city than the retirement home of Florida of Jacksonville, Florida, slash London, England at some point. But uh, you you won't be around that long for that. Anyway, Jalen wanted to get out of there based on literally superstar swagger needing to be somewhere else. He's a great player, and that's the NFL nowadays. He'll be the bad guy for about two weeks. You know what I mean? 
He goes to the Rams and he fills the, he fills the void. They trade Peters and Akeem Tlaib's on the IR. Jacksonville is a horrible city. When they had the Super Bowl there, Eagles-Patriots, yep. they had to bring in five or six cruise ships to adequately accommodate the American media and their families and sponsors and guests. and This is what I'm talking about. There's, there's so much added revenue as a star cornerback in like bigger cities, bigger places. And, and I literally, I bet Dion was like, dude, you got to do that. You got to be an asshole for a bit. Use any excuse you can get the hell out of there. He's like the best thing I ever did. I went to the Dallas Cowboys. You know, I thought I was a star. Then I was, then I was a star in Dallas. So speaking of Dallas, they need a quarterback and a coach. I mean, this is news to anybody who like intelligently watches football, but that was so predictable. Hey, that you were all over that Jets game. Weird, Michael. Love the Jets game. Doesn't mean Dallas needs a new QB and coach. Yep. They, well, they do they want to win Super Bowls. Their schedule leveled out. Jerry and... wants to win Super Bowls. If you Does want he? to be I think so, man. If you want to be okay, go with what you got. If you want to win the whole thing, you gotta have higher expectations from the two most important positions in your organization. You got a hand clapper whose success is based on schedule, talent, and all the other positions that aren't as important that the GM and, like, you know, Jerry's actually done a good job putting this team together. Let's give him some credit. He gets bagged on for years, a bad GM. This is a talented team with one a, a mediocre coach and a sub-mediocre quarterback. Let's be honest. They're both slightly above mediocre, which doesn't make great. It's like two wrongs making a right. You've heard that? Two wrongs don't make a right. Well, two mediocres don't make a great, <laughs> right? Like, right. Is that exactly. Yeah. That's good. Yes. Yeah. If you have a shit ton of mediocre, this is like how the 2008 financial crisis happened. Okay, you just bundling mediocre together and calling it good. All right. Uh, Dallas is Dallas. If they want to win Super Bowls, they need to look in the mirror and realize they should expect more. Uh, and and there's former. Dallas Cowboys that I trust saying that. I mean, to say that you trust Dez Bryant and Terrell Owens' opinion is one thing, but they're only saying it because they actually want this team to succeed and they know why it's not. Terrell Owens was an ass, was you know a weirdo, but he was a great player. Dez Bryant conceded, but for about five six years there, great player, and he knows that his talent was harnessed by a coach who had. Pretty low ceiling compared to the other geniuses in the league. So anyway, do what you want. By the way, man, I really thought Jalen Ramsey would go to the Eagles because if you ever seen a team need a cornerback so much, eaten alive by Thielen and Diggs. They'll be eaten alive by any good wide receiver duo in the league, and Carson Wentz is going to have to catch up. You think Eagles Dak's is going? Eagles are into tough. Think I think Dak's the Eagles win the division still because Doug Peterson's a good coach and he'll fix that. But anyway, what? You think uh, Dak carves up the busted Eagles secondary? Yes. They cut They cut two guys for talking shit to the Vikings. So they're even more depleted, plus the injuries. Uh, Sunday night, bright lights could get exposed. No Amari Cooper, possibly. He's got the quad injury, so we'll see about that. But uh, anyway, Cowboys, Eagles, literally 8-8, eight 9-7. Eight, you're going to win this division, so you don't need much. Uh, Baker's throwing picks. It's uh, like a lot. Hip problem, ego problem, I don't know. I still believe in Baker's talent, but uh, 
I'm worried about his focus and concentration. You got a lot of talent there, man. Just don't fuck this up. Like, you know, you are, you're a valet driver of a Ferrari. Like just drive it into the parking lot, man. Just take this fucking offensive juggernaut into the end zone. You got Nick Chubb. You got two all great receivers. Just be better. God damn it. Uh, Kansas City can't stop the run. That's going to be a real problem. We talked about it last week, and it just happened again. It's going to keep happening until they prove otherwise that they can stop it. So we'll see about that. Oh, and we talked about this. This isn't even U-Picks related. I said the Arizona air raid offense was probably going to work, but it's probably going to take a few weeks. Well, they just put up 500 yards on the Falcons. Now, I know me, you, Huck, and about seven grade fours could probably put up about 200 yards on Atlanta defense right now, but... You know, you got a you got a coach in his sixth game. You got a player that looks like a chipmunk. And everyone was questioning a year ago whether he could even play in the NFL. Then they pick him number one. They hire this coach at a Texas Tech who doesn't even win, and everyone's laughing at him. And now they look pretty good. That offense looks really good. Kyler Murray was the twenty three of twenty six for two hundred and fifty two yards and two touchdowns early in the first half. That's still this is still the NFL. I think I'd rather be. Miami than Atlanta. Hear me out. <laughs> Again, I hear me out. <laughs> okay, Dolphin yeah, I like that. I like that. Uh, Miami may not be trying to win and tanking and not have that extra oomph, but like Joy from the Herd said, and you echoed, they're still trying to get paid. Everybody on Atlanta's been paid. It's they, true. they either want out or they don't give a far. Like, it's. It's it's bad. If the Rams somehow go into the Georgia Dome or whatever they call that thing now and lay a whooping on them and like basically everybody's been saying that Atlanta's the can't get right team. Like if you can't get right, you need to play Atlanta and then you figure your shit out yeah, and then true. you go and win a couple games. Yeah. And here come these Rams. Uh, you know, everybody's kind of off the Ram bandwagon. They've they got dusted at home by the Niners. Uh, a couple of high-profile losses. Houston and now put they up play. like a thousand yards against them on the second half last week. It was awful. But that and you're only... right. Houston got back on their wagon by B playing Atlanta. Now they look good. Your Super Bowl team. That was my Super Bowl team and my weird pick. And I hit that money line. It became extra juicy when Tyreek Hill was announced back. Yeah, the yeah. line shot up for the the uh, the Chiefs a little bit, which gave even more value. And then, you know, sure enough, the cheetah makes the catch of the freaking year on his first drive for a touchdown. Yeah. yeah. And everybody's like, oh, and stupid Houston. And then slowly but surely, Deshaun Watson, VOG's boy, uh, began his MVP candidacy, as mentioned here. He's a good football player. It's on player, and popping, sure. bro. Yep. Yo, I was listening. I was driving through Regina during that game, listening to that game on the radio. That was the game I picked up. I had no signal, but I picked up the Kansas City radio feed and, and got Kansas City Houston. And I'm listening to Brian Baldinger, one of my favorite sort of NFL analysts. Baldy's breakdowns, hashtag really good. And he, right before the third down, he pulls a Tony Romo. He's like, it was like third and long. We're just, you know, 45 yard line, whatever. And he's like, Mahomes going to take a shot here. He's got Tyreek Hill one on one. Watch this. It'll be just like a punt. Watch this. Sure enough, deep to Tyreek Hill. And uh, yeah, Baldy also pointed this out. 
Patrick Mahomes got a, 109 yards of passing on the first drive of the game, <laughs> on a 91-yard drive. <laughs> or the, uh, the the play-by-play guy said that, yeah, and Baldinger's like, only Mahomes could do that. <laughs> that was great. So uh, the Chiefs and Mahomes facing a tough decision. Another look-who's-talking theme, load management. They got Mahomes back-to-back, bum ankle weeks, couple of home losses, tough losses. And now they go on a short week in end of elevation against the suddenly hot Denver Broncos. Sit the kid. The game is not worth it. If he plays, it's so, so I don't know if I'm going to bet on it yet. I'm going to wait to see what they do with him. But they can't play Mahomes. They really can't, man. Why put him out there? Such a mistake when you got, you know, you're one overtime away from your goal, the Super Bowl. Hugh? What the hell are you talking about? Look, if he's healthy, he's going to play. Okay? This isn't low. I disagree. No, no. (laughs) Clearly, he's not healthy. The guy had two serious roll-ups. The last one was even worse. He got hurt again. Your baldinger buddy there on that Regina radio maybe (laughs) missed out the play when he got rolled up on by Whitney Merciless. I saw the play. I saw the play. I'm not saying he's not hurt, but I'm saying if he he can play, he's going to play. They're in to win this now. And all the and, more reason. Anyway, if, if he can't play, he won't play. But I just feel like speculating on whether like they should play him if he's not quite injured. We're not going to know how injured he is. If he can play, he can play. We can play, NFL. He can play. Bring it, bring it in, man. And you want to why? Start management. Because Kansas. <laughs> I hope it doesn't happen. All right, because this it's not a thing I like about the NBA. It just sort of works. I don't like it either. But you know, you got to roll with it. No, On a short don't. week and a. Division rival who's a couple games behind you. There's no urgency. It's stupid. It's just suddenly going to be a really good game. Kansas City to Denver. I hope Mahomes plays because I. they want it. They're a team that's easy to cheer for because they want it, and that's why their mojo's good. And for there's some teams that it's a different sort of pressure. Like when you just want it, you want it. When you need it, it's different. Uh, you were talking about Atlanta earlier. Fuck, man. It's all over for them, eh? Like It really is, bro. Like, like – Every, they've slowly been fading away from from being able to get revenge on their own lives. They were fighting that nightmare that was the 28 to 3 thing. And they always told themselves, hey, we can get back and we'll be able to do this. Like the next year, like we're still the same team. Sure, we lost our coordinator, but like we're still the same team. We'll get back. That will not be it. Because at some point, you know, that during that night, they're looking all looking at the mirror like, was that it? Was that the chance? You know, so you go into that pressure the next year and it's different. It's not like, hey, we want to win the Super Bowl. Like we're really good. That really good vibes that like, we've been on some good teams, Mike, like where like you just you want it and you could and then you everyone feeds off it, but you don't need it. It's like if you if you don't get it, your life life's still going to be pretty good. But once you have a disappointment like that, you need it or you won't be able to continue. And I'm going to go more into this in this week's do it. Yeah, you might have just made a fact just now. That's some real shit. Truth of the week, folks, is that when you want something really bad, really bad, you'll probably get it. And when you need something, it's harder. And you might not. The pressure is just different. I want to think back to the Buffalo Bills of the early 90s and why it got progressively easier to beat them 
as they got back to the Super Bowl. One of the most well-coached, deep, talented teams in NFL history. It's because by the time Dallas, if you don't know the story, if you're a look who's talker who's a bit younger than us, the Buffalo Bills lost four straight Super Bowls. The only team to ever make four straight Super Bowls, they also lost four straight Super Bowls. They never won. Their franchise never won. No one on that team ever won one, I don't, I don't believe. They lost the first one by a missed field goal. Same type of disappointment. Like they had been shut down by the New York Giants. They still were winning the game. Then they needed a field goal to win the game at the end. Wide right. Everyone knows the story. The next year, they got shit kicked by Washington in the Super Bowl. They were the cream of the AFC. AFC. So they got there somewhat with relative ease with their amazing Kagan offense. But by the time Washington was facing them in that Super Bowl week, they weren't facing the Bills. They were facing the Bills that had lost the previous Super Bowl, and they had that on their shoulders, and they needed to win this one so that wide right would go away in their nightmares. So they didn't have to answer stupid questions to every single reporter all the time on what it was like to lose the big one. But that pressure is the wrong type of pressure. It's like not being able to breathe. Why do you think every basketball player, before they take a free throw, exhales? Because if you want to focus to perform at your maximum, you need to be breathing. You need to relax so that your brain can focus on what you need to do, which is not focus on how badly your life needs this. It's all the amazing things that you can do, that your body can do, and all your experience and practice and hard work and mastery has taught you that in this moment, you'll perform at your best because you want it. It's like the girl that you want, not the girl that you need, the girl that you want. You got to want her. You got to want it. It's the different type of pressure. So by the time Dallas rolled in and played Buffalo, that's why they beat them like by like five touchdowns and the year after because Dallas was rolling in. They're having a party, man. We're the Dallas Cowboys. We weren't even expected to be here. If we lose this to the Bills, well, sure, you guys fucking deserve one by now. They wouldn't have even been mad. We just got a party in L.A. Hey, we're NFC champions. We beat the Niners. Well, Atlanta just went through that same thing, and that's what I was thinking this weekend. Wow, it's all over. Like they're, like they're not, like not going to do I mean, sure, they could try to win this week and next week, but they know how things work in the NFL. You're 1-5 in today's NFC? Good luck, man. And they know it. So there's that real sense that that was it. Matt Ryan, that coaching staff, a lot of those O-line, D-line, Defensive players that all gave away that 23 lead, 28 to 3 lead. It's over. It really is over. This core of players won't get back. It's like losing in game seven, you know, in the Stanley Cup in overtime when you walk into that dressing room and you're like, we'll be back next year. Yeah, you know, no, you won't. (laughs) No, you won't. It's really hard. And that's why only guys like Tom Brady and the Patriots can lose a Super Bowl. And because they already, their hand is already so heavy with rings, like they didn't need that Super Bowl against the Eagles. They didn't need it. They wanted it. They lost it. They come back next year and win it again. There's a difference between needing something and wanting something. It's like if you're a golfer and you lose the, you know, you lose the British Open by some crazy, you know, uh, some crazy fall, fall apart on 18. Like John Vandeveld wasn't going to go win the British Open again, you know? I was hoping you'd mention his name. Yeah, Vandeveld, hashtag. It's easier to win if you already have, or at least if you haven't lost one. That's why why the Super Bowl losers are never good the next year. And no one ever sees it coming. 
even though it's one of the most consistent patterns in all of football. You, you know, the Rams probably won't make the playoffs this year, even with Jalen Ramsey. NFC's tough. You got the unbeaten Niners. The Seahawks are clearly better on a neutral field. So they're the third best in their division right now. Good luck. Another classic case. You lose the Super Bowl, that core of players, that's probably it. Carolina Panthers lost the Super Bowl. It's probably it. Unless you've won one before, that loss is so horrible. That breakup or that what this horrible thing is it, it just can't escape the shadow of it. And I just watched Atlanta kind of realize in that with that missed extra point, I watched that sideline in slow motion. <laughs> and it was like Ralph Wiggum's heartbreaking on The Simpsons. <laughs> and you watch it break in slow motion. Anyway, if you want it, work your ass off. Never give up. Don't listen to anybody and you'll get it. If you need it, well, something too much is missing in the first place. And someone who wants it is going to take it from you because you needed it. That's the truth of the week, folks. Love it. Uh, anyway, let's, let's get on to our Hugh picks, baby. We are 16 and 3 in our last three weeks. We are 24, 12, and 2 overall for season three. If uh, Look who's talking for all you sharers out there, sharing our picks on Instagram, giving us the comments, uh, or sharing us on Facebook. Remember, tell your friends, okay? <laughs> we can actually make them some money now, and we love you for it. So remember, tell them to subscribe. Take your friend's phone, subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. And uh, by the way, at Huck Media on Instagram, at Huck Media. And for all your media or drone flying needs, he's the best in the business. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Uh, weird, Mike. I think you're going to like some of these this week. I think you might not like some of them, but you know what? We just got to go with it. When you're hot, you're hot. When you're a lucky charm. Eat it before the milk makes it wet. Here we go. You. All right, that's Obi Trice, real name, no gimmicks. I'm taking Seattle, minus three and a half, home to the Baltimore Ravens. Look, this is a classic, classic Hugh mitch mismatch. I love this game. Seattle's defense specializes in what the Ravens, in stopping what the Ravens do well. They face Russell Wilson all the time in practice. Lamar Jackson is a poor man's Russell Wilson who can't really nearly throw as well. He's a great runner. That's how he beat the Bengals, man. They wouldn't have beat the Bengals on just Lamar's arm. They beat the Bengals this past week by six, by the way, which is exactly the number Hugh Picks called last week. We are fucking red hot. I said Ravens would win by six, not 12. Uh, yeah, Lamar Jackson's going to run the ball on third down. He converted a bunch of third and 11s, third and 15s by running for exactly 11 yards for 15 yards. KJ Wright and EA Sports rated 99 player Bobby Wagner, those linebackers, are going to be watching for that because they are dealing with the quarterback they face every day at practice, except he can't really throw the ball. So in Seattle, I like them to win by over a touchdown. I don't think the Ravens will be keep up to be able to keep up scoring. And I like, uh, I love Russell Wilson and that receiving corpse to be able to take advantage of one of the worst secondaries in the league. They almost let Cincinnati come back. And for God's sakes, it's Cincinnati. And we saw it coming as a huge pick last week. I picked against the Ravens for three straight weeks. I'm doing it again. That's how we roll because the public loves them and they're not that good. Second pick. I'm taking the New Orleans Saints plus three and a half in Chicago. 
I don't care who plays, whether it's an injured shoulder Mitch Trubisky for the Chicago Bears or Chase Daniel, the guy who's played 11 years and played five games. He's a backup for a reason, folks. We proved that to you two weeks ago in London. We're going to prove it to you again. But if Trubisky plays, look, I got some shoulder injuries, folks. Okay, so this is first-hand knowledge. That shit doesn't heal that fast. His arm went into the ground on Monday, and by the time he picked it up, it was Tuesday. That thing was off. It was like when they screamed, tape it! In that old kung fu movie, I think it was called, I'm not sure, but it was a really good movie. Uh, I bet you lookers, talkers know what it is. Americans go to Japan and go to get into like a Taekwondo tournament. It's awesome. What is it? I don't know. Anyway, New Orleans Saints defense is going to shut down whatever crappy quarterback plays for the Chicago Bears. Their playbook's been exposed. I don't, I don't like the talent in the talent positions for Chicago uh, to deal with this Saints secondary that's been shutting down everybody. Basically, Ohio State in the pros is doing pretty well on the New Orleans defense. So I'm rolling with him at plus three and a half. Third pick, I'm taking the LA Chargers plus one and a half at the Tennessee Titans. Uh, yeah, Tennessee just changed their quarterback. This is not good. Tannehill is Marcus Mariota. Uh, we'll get to this in our maybe our new section. We're not sure. Remember the Titans just for our boy Huckle. <laughs> But uh, let me tell you, no one's going to remember this year's Titans because they will not be playing January football. Uh, it's a bad team. It's going, they're just getting worse, I think. Their strongest thing in their game is their secondary. That's not supposed to be your strongest suit ever. They don't have a quarterback. They don't have a good O-line. And uh, that's it. They're a mess. Chargers get back on the horn. A bunch of weird turnovers, like fumble returns for touchdowns to score, uh, are making the Chargers look a bit worse than they actually were. Plus a weird dynamic playing on Sunday Night Football in front of basically Pittsburgh's fans at your house. Weird game. Kind of expect them to play weird there. They'll get back on the horse with a win. I'm taking the Jacksonville Jaguars minus three at Cincinnati. Okay, Cincinnati's defense is great. They held the New Orleans Saints to 13 points. They just couldn't get it done on offense. Uh, this is a good defense. Even though they just lost Jalen Ramsey, they still have A.J. Bowie and a good secondary. That's why uh, Doug Marone knew that they could kind of get rid of Jalen Ramsey and still have a decent secondary. Will it be as good? No. Do they need it to be as good against Cincy? No. This is a team that's going to be battling for a playoff spot with Gardner Minshew getting back on track with a good game. Cincy's a perfect team to play on a team that has officially given up. Minus three. I like it. And I'm taking Oakland plus seven at Green Bay. Uh, if you watched Green Bay play this last week, look, it's just Aaron and the boys now. He's losing receivers every half of football. Jerome Allison's got it. Jerome Allison, concussion. Uh, Valdez Scantling's banged up. Devontae Adams, banged up. I've seen this before with a guy named number four about 15 years ago on the Packers. Okay, when it was Brett Favre and the boys. If they win the game, it'll be by less than four points. Uh... I like Oakland's running game to do what Philly did to the Packers a couple weeks ago. Run it down their throat. Make it be a close game. Possibly even win. Chucky gets it done and at least covers the spread. Plus seven is a gift coming off a bye into Green Bay. Tough game against the Lions. Uh, they'll be banged up even more. And I like the Baltimore at Seattle under 50 and a half. Again, I don't think Baltimore is going to be able to score points. I just don't. So I think Seattle, their defense, and Russell Wilson is going to shut this game down early and uh, have these stupid, long, nice drives that Seattle likes to do in the second halves of games when they're winning at home. And uh, Lamar Jackson's not going to be able to get it done against Seattle. They won't be able to score under 50 and a half. I love it. Final score, 25 to, 50, 25 to 16 for the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah. Weird Mike, what do you got? 2-0 last week. 
coming in hot. No bra strap, jibs in. Here we go. Talk about it. <clears throat> Talk about it. Yo, your ATL assessment, Matt Ryan. There's one brewing in the AFC, but we talked about it. The Chargers, big it's step true. back. It's true. They're in a decent spot this week. I get the pick, but man, Phillips, you know, Phillip Rivers, his antics are getting old. The new players underneath them ain't about it. Uh, I think that home field is starting to wear on them. They used it as a bit of a chip last year. Yeah, they don't have fans. It's really weird. <laughs> so constantly being hated, even for the most hated man, every hated man reaches his boiling point. And I think that's coming up right now uh, with the Chargers. That's Do you more think this a- could be... No, no, Do you think go this- ahead. Do you think this could become a trend where Chargers games become this road trip for anybody playing them? Like, you know, like, hey, like, whatever team fan base you are, it's like, hey, let's have a ninth home game. You know, like, if you're Redskins fans, like, because the Steelers just showed everybody how to do it. You know, you go to, you go to, you go to LA for, for a weekend. It's great. It's a great road trip. It's perfect. Nice small stadium. It's easily to take, it's easy to take over. You don't even need 30,000 fans. You need like 15,000 fans. You got it, man. Yes. That's the you number, got 15,000. 15. You get 15,000 fans and everyone else there because it's Groupon. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Is that the name of the stadium? Groupon Park? It might, it might be. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, lay off Lamar, man. Jeez Louise. Guy's winning some football games. Yeah, he's a poor man's Russell, but you know. Give him a couple of years, maybe he'll be a discounted Russell instead of a poor man's. Sure, he seems like a nice guy. I I don't got a problem with him. I just mean that because of fantasy football, as we talked about our truth on the week two weeks ago, because he's so good in fantasy football, the average better thinks that they're more explosive than they really are. But you can't run on third and fifteen against good teams; it just doesn't work. But against crappy teams, you know, against Cincy, that's going to work. Against the Dolphins, that's going to work. When they ran into even the Browns, they couldn't they, they couldn't convert third down. So I think Seattle is going to be a big wall for them. I'm pretty sure Lamar's never played in Seattle either. I don't think he had too many trips out to the Husky Stadium with the Louisville Cardinals. Right. It's not Baylor on Saturday Night Football. You know, this is going to be tough. And Seattle's rolling. Rolling. He only he only started playing last half of last season. Like he's, this is all still new for him. Anyway, what do you got? I got um, I got an over five hundred record. I randomly took two games last week and they both hit. Absolutely love it. Over in London got smashed. Yeah, that was a great pick, by the way. Yeah, I don't uh, tell you that. I don't tell you that enough. That was a good pick. Okay. And uh, Houston Super Bowl as a big underdog. Real tasty. Got them both. Four and three on the year. and Ain't looking back. And this week, week seven, J-E-T-S. Jets, <laughs> Jets, Jets. On Monday Night Football, plus 10. At home versus Tom Shady and Billy B. The most hated division rival rolls to town in their Super Bowl. They finally got a win. Little bit of normalcy back to the room. A lot of veterans. They won a lot of games. And they were supposed to win seven, eight games. Now they're getting 10 points. 
I mentioned it briefly. I left the breadcrumb five minutes into the show. The Patriots are wobbling. A loss is coming. It may not be this Monday. The money line's not quite there. But Weird Mike is dropping some lumber. Loading up. Beaver lumber. (laughs) Battleford Road. Back in the day. Old school. Back it up. Load it up. The Jets. Plus 10. With a little bit of mojo. They're starting QB. And all their weapons healthy. And undoubtedly. Their biggest game of the year. I looked at the rest of the Jets schedule. Not even one holds a candle to this game in importance. And, you know, Darnold's got to prove, prove that he can beat Brady. Like, it's a big game. I like it. I love it. I hope you do, too. You're going to win some money on this show. It's true. All right. Uh, that 12-week carry's the- coming to an end. But Weird Mike's climbing out. You know what I mean? Um, now, look, again, we talked about this before the show. The Jets aren't as bad as everybody thought they were. They just they just, they didn't have their quarterback. The guy got mono. More, or as Booger McFarland said about 15 times in about 20 minutes, mononucleosis. Well, uh, uh, he also said it a whole bunch yesterday because the Jets are playing next week on Monday night, and he was oh, man. very excited that he was returning hey. from mononucleosis. Hey, sponsored by Huck's favorite beer, which is again, Huck, what's that beer? Your favorite beer? No, 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 the other one in Canada. Parkhouse. Yeah, Parkhouse, Lake of Bays. This is official Look Who's Talking drinking game, folks. A Monday night football for the weird Mike game, Jets versus Pats. Every time you hear mononucleosis <laughs> uh, or mono, you got to drink your beer. And uh, if you're a Look Who's Talker, uh, purchase some of Huck's recommended brew. And uh, send us a picture, and Huckle like you too. Uh, yeah, I like the pick only because ten points is a lot in a division game. Always, and again, these guys are pretty good. They're the Jets aren't some team that you know tanking or whatever. They thought they were going to be fighting for a playoff spot. They just lost their quarterback for four games. They're pretty good. So doors we'll see what open. Doors open at Centennial. What's your over under on mononucleosis? I think there will be, I'd say, over, I think there's going to be seven mononucleoses. <laughs> I'll take the under. Okay. The producer's what, had oh, enough. What if he says mono as well, like mono or mononucleosis? Uh, that's going to be over good. seven. That's no, over seven. I'll, go on. I'll take under. Fine, I'm taking over. Well, you know, I won't be missing a snap, so I'll get the, uh, I'll dust the counter out. Uh, out of the office yeah. drawer, and yeah, yeah. we'll yeah. get her going. Yo, doors open right. for the Look Who's Talkers, man. Centennial Studios, weird yeah, pick. We hope whenever whenever the weird pick is Monday night, the doors open, folks. I like that. Come on I by, like that. have a drink, watch a half. I know it's a bit late on a Monday for most of you, but hey, you can have a you can have a dart in the front hallway. For some reason, he calls the entrance to his studio the bus stop. <laughs> it's a big enough uh, game. The bus station's open. Giddy up. Uh, Jets, Jets, Jets. It's good when the Jets. Uh, it's good when the Jets Pats games are good. We'll see. If, we'll see if Sam's got it in him. Um, yeah, man. By the way, just kind of side note here. In Kamloops, there's the one, the one weed store in all of in all of BC, like official government weed stores here. It's fucking marvelous. Okay, it's like it's like the iPhone store. It's like a jewelry store. It's you. You walk in, you feel like you're in. 
uh, you know, the Emerald Kingdom uh, from Wizard of Oz or whatever that place is. It's beautiful. And I remember just thinking like, yo, these, these kids are going to be spoiled, man. Look at these menus. Some lady who looks like she could be my grade three teacher comes up to me kind of like high as fuck. And she's like, can I help you with anything? I'm like, you know what? Uh, of all the places, like I don't really need help. Like this is it. Like all of these products work. <laughs> the placebo is going to do half of it anyway. So, you know, it's not like you're, you're going to sell me something that's like, you know, accidentally licorice. It's, it's all going to work. Also, just the idea of menus are amazing. You know, when we were in school, like I was grabbing weed off the guy least likely to loaf for 28 minutes. You know? <laughs> I didn't know what I was getting. I don't oh. know if it was sativa or indica. I was just hoping I wouldn't have to hang like at the side of this guy's house for 40 minutes while he turns his cell phone off. Yo, Meadowvale had some serious loafters. Oh, the worst. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, it's got to be the loafing are capital. What you doing? You're just in your car. What are you reading a book? This is before smartphones. Like, you're not even on the internet. What are you doing? I am parked across the street. I'm wearing a green jacket. I'm also, I'm looking for like two split, two grams and a zigzag here. This isn't some major deal. I'm just trying to make hockey practice more fun. Anyway. Uh, yeah, if you're ever in Kamloops or any sort of Canadian province and city that has the actual government weed store, it's amazing. Uh, <laughs> it's amazing. When I went to the cash register, she's like, would you like anything else? Like, I went, no, I'm just happy that when I paid you, you gave me the cron right away. Instead of like, you know, going to see your buddy at Smoker's Pit for five, 10 minutes and coming back with nothing. <laughs> yeah, you always got to come uh, back with something. You're, you're damn right. Uh Weird Mike's got the New York Jets. I think the Jets are just another stepping stone on the path to the perfect season. The Jeff, your boy Jeff, called in week two. Um, look, boys, we're about a quarter of the way through the season. Does anyone want to change their Super Bowl pick? Who's winning the Super Bowl? I'm you good. got Houston. You're good with Houston? Huck, you don't got the Titans, do you? I got, no. I got the Pats to go perfect. Huck, who's winning the Super Bowl? Right, meow. I think I had the Chiefs. Yeah, stick sticking with the Chiefs. I like it. I like it. I like it. I All right, think let the us Chiefs, know. The Chiefs' probability of winning the Super Bowl go up dramatically if they don't let Patrick Mahomes play this week. I stand by my conviction. The NFL needs load management for its stars, especially on Thursday. Who loves Thursday night football more than anybody? This guy. <laughs> I love and it. I still too. want him to sit. It's almost like a guilty pleasure because you know the players hate it. You know they're even slightly more susceptible to injury as they reported and the stats somewhat back up. I'm not sure, but either way, we're watching it and we're like, fuck, this is awesome. And it's like a guilty pleasure because you know they hate it. Uh, what are you going to do? Uh, thanks for listening, folks. By the way, shout out to uh, James Duhamel, Lee Van Chris McElhaney. Skip McDonnell, my boy John Albinson out in Sweden from the Flyboards and Patty team. We love you. And everyone's sharing us. Uh, oh, Ben Devlin with a big share. And uh, yeah, look who's talking. Follow us on Instagram at Hughes Talking. You can follow me on Twitter at G E O F F H U L E T. That's Jeff spelled the right way. Uh, we're the underwater firefighters of the Jeff world. Figure that out. And uh, <laughs> at Weird Mike uh, 24. Sorry, at Weird Mike 24. And, uh, yeah, we appreciate all the support. We love you. We're going to announce the Team I Will contest winner next week for the raffle ticket. One in 400 chance at a VIP experience down in Miami for the uh, Super Bowl. 
which the Pats will be winning, uh, whether you like it or not, folks. That's the way she goes from coast to coast. This is Hugh Picks, number 57. Do you have anything for Shut the Huck Up, Mr. Huckle? No, no, I'm good, Jeff. Weird Mike? Uh, it's week one of your road trip. I look forward to many more entertaining stories and randomness. Be safe. J-E-T-S. <laughs> I think you spelled Jets wrong. Did you just forget the E? J-E-T-S. <laughs> I think you said J-T-S. We'll listen to the episode and find out, folks. We love you. We'll see you later. Uh, give me up. From the land of the lost, trans-Canada across, patriotic and a honor with my hand on my heart. From the greatest of lakes to the greenest of greens to the rockiest mountains and everything in between. Canada, oh, you're no fan of us Cause a movie and TV shows are so amateur Yeah, we laugh it off, that don't really bother me Look, we ain't serious unless we really gotta be Humorous attitude, like kids in a hall The Jim Carrey, Mike Myers, how we claiming them all It's a great white north, home of the funniest actors A front of the joke with an abundance of laughter The red and white flag, keep it high, keep it visual People say Canada gets stereotypical Think we finish every sentence with buddy or bye And if it ain't that, it's either dude A or guy Yeah, we can Consider it people and smoke a marijuana, we consider it legal. Still doing rap like the 1990s, but that's how we like it, off time and grimy. Yeah. I know where I'm from and I told you before, north of America.